Welcome to another edition of the Tales from Auburn Creek. Obviously, growing up in a dysfunctional home, I would find myself more times than not following my older brother's lead. Oftentimes, that meant hanging out of the pool hall. Looking back, I know a lot of people look down their noses at the old pool halls, but you know I don't. I learned a lot there. Granted, not all of it was positive, but most was. This segment is entitled Poodle Hall. It was what it was. Poodle hole, poodle hole, reda, reda, just left, just left. It was a time when everyone knew everything, and well, how could they not? I mean, when Gus answered the phone at the pool hall, everyone instantly knew who was looking for whom, who was hiding from who, who was hanging out, and who was lying low. It might be communicated with a simple hand gesture, letting Gus know that you were not there if the phone call was for you. No cell phones. They were not invented yet. No women. They were not allowed in yet. So if an angry girlfriend, wife, or mom was on the other end of that telephone, Gus would communicate the wishes of the patron to not only the caller, but the entire poodle hall. His voice would echo throughout the room. In short... If you wanted to know what was going on in Auburn Creek, you needed to come to the pool hall. Gus had a hard job. An elderly German immigrant with a blustery accent, with a change pouch tied around his waist and a real gift for observing what was going on all around him. He had his finger on the pulse of the game you were playing, whether it was on the table or off of it. It was a long room, which meant he had to be agile. He would pace from the front to the back to make sure someone wasn't trying to cheat him by getting a little extra time on the table. To the front, we had six eight-ball tables. The pool cues were in the racks along the wall. You would look for the one that gave you that perfect feel. 32 ounce was always my preference. I know, what was a young grade school to junior high school student doing here? was learning about life. Once you walked past the eight ball tables, which is where the beginners would hang out, you would venture into a smoke-filled area with the card tables to the right and the snooker tables on the left. I never got into playing cards, and this table may be the very reason why. You would hear the laughter, feel the anger, and sense the suspense suspended in the smoke hovering above them. I used to wonder, put this table in the basement of a church and it was acceptable, but put it in a pool hall, well, it was unseemly. My game was on the left, the snooker tables. Click on Wikipedia today, it'll tell you it's a cue sport originated among British army officers stationed in India in the second half of the 19th century. The table is longer than a traditional pool table, the balls and the pockets are smaller. You have to knock down the 21 red-colored balls and the numbered balls in sequence. It requires more intense concentration. I was drawn to the light that illuminated that table. It was without a doubt a stage, and the two players were the actors. There was no messing around at this end of the pool hall. That was for the other end. I clearly didn't belong here, but since I had three older brothers who regularly patronized this place, I was tolerated. 
which allowed me to pursue a game that I still love today. I remember one time playing with no money. It was loser pay. The grown man I was playing was playing for fun. I was not. He was making small talk while with others while he was playing this little runt who was about the same size as the pool cue he was holding. I was playing to win because, you know, you have to when you don't have any money. It was a dangerous path to walk, a stupid path. I think I just got hustled, my opponent observed at game's end as he was getting out his money to pay. Lucky for me, he didn't want to play again, which would have been quite normal. Maybe a best out of three? I was fortunate to be the youngest of the four Reda boys. That gave me a little more rope, or in this case, cue, to play with. I would love it when Gus would get on one end of the hall and someone would yell, rack, from the other end. He would scamper to take payment and possibly rack the balls for a rematch. Everything he did was in a kind of hyperspeed. I think that was because he was monitoring so many tables at the same time. Sometimes I wondered if people were actually just kind of messing with him, yelling rack from one end of the hall every time he would get to the other. He would bounce around like a BB in a freight car, talking aloud the entire time to just anyone who would listen, and playing operator on the tethered wall phone for a bunch of operators who were all around him at the very same time. Poodle hall, poodle hall, red boy, red boy, hoodlum, hoodlum, just kick these ass out. I'll never forget the first time I heard that. I wondered which of my horde he was referring to. I also knew, or just wondered anyway, if he knew I was part of that pack. I do know we certainly added to his ire more times than I could count on the eight ball side. We'd wait until someone yelled rack on the other end. And then we'd put a number of balls back up on the table so we could keep playing. But he apparently counted them or could tell by our snickering he would come back and immediately go into a tirade. I remember many times being thrown out with Gus bellowing, Get out! Get the hell out! Get the hook and pull your damn guts out! That's what we'd hear as we scampered out the front door. We were laughing so hard he could have run us down if he'd wanted to, but he never did. In fact, we'd be back playing the next day. We'd give him our 50 cents. He would mutter something under his breath as he racked the balls to start our game. But he never denied us service. I'm sure he wanted to put that rack around our little necks. Or as I can still hear him yell today, Get the hook and pull your guts out. Ah, words to live by. This is Kevin Rader. Thanks for listening to the Tales of Auburn Creek. If you'd like to be a sponsor of one of our podcasts, go to RaiderMedia at Yahoo.com. If you'd like to listen to prior episodes, visit LLC forward slash podcast. For as little as $3 a month, you can support Tales from Auburn Creek by going into RaiderMedia at Yahoo.com and just clicking on the podcast button. The music for today's podcast, entitled Tennessee's Got a Whiskey for That, it's courtesy Cali, Indiana. Until next time, thanks for listening.